with Brent Wiggins of PWCC Marketplace. And uh, Brent, I get a lot of uh, Father's Day pitches as a, a sports tech writer. Father's Day is a huge uh, gift-giving day for for men. Uh, but then I get a pitch uh, from uh, from you guys or from your PR person, PWCC, and just kind of uh, explain uh, kind of the thought behind that. And, uh, you know, this is something kind of different for Dad, uh, uh, what uh, PWCC offers. Yeah, so we're, you might consider this most people for uh, a much larger uh, gift-giving option if you want to uh, look at it from that angle. It's, uh, trading cards as a whole is what we specialize in. We're the largest auction house in the world for trading cards. And because of our our uh, our position, we can comment on the marketplace as a whole. And it is a great potential for you know giving out a, a, a gift that, a, that someone will receive. And there's a lot of emotional ties to it. But what makes this sort of unique is what we're going to show over time is trading cards have proven to be a really good investment. And so while you know giving giving somebody a gift is is the paramount importance that it be enjoyed and that there's an emotional attachment to it, it all it makes it all that much better if that thing is also something that has a, a viable return on investment. Let's say. Um, you know, as a kid, you might have a parent come and give you, like, oh, I bought you a share of Microsoft stock, and, you know, it's kind of fun because you think you own some of that, and it's neat, and it's the but it's so boring. Um, it's neat to be able to give out a gift, like, here's a, here's a card of your, your hero. Oh, and by the way, I think it's actually a really good investment because of, you know, the, the, the means to which I went through to get it. This may be worth more in the future. And we have all the data to back it up. That's not just an emotional argument anymore. Right, uh, trading cards are acting more and more like stocks. Right, the market the market has come back, and for twenty years, you guys have kind of been the go to online uh, uh, marketplace for uh, uh, sports cards, uh, trading cards, memorabilia, um, leading trading card marketplace. And uh, yeah, there's not a lot of gifts that uh, you give somebody, and they have a potential to increase in value. So uh, um, that definitely, I'm I'm 48. I uh, um, dabble still in sports uh, memorabilia collecting and, and, and trading uh, in addition to my writing and, and broadcasting so uh, this is great and like you said it does bring up memories I'm 48 so a lot of guys my age um, you know this was uh, a popular pastime for them growing up and it really does stir up memories I, I think that's also a really interesting point is you know it's one thing to maybe collect artifacts of your heroes but in some cases trading cards that high ticket uh, alternative asset class 
on the other side, you might just be, you know, your average person, you know, where a piece of cardboard that, that's worth $50 sounds like a lot of money, and it is. Uh, and there's a wealth of options for you, too, at that price level. Uh, you can buy soccer cards, tennis cards, uh, non-sport cards of, you know, um, you know, Batman and Superman and, you know, various other issues of Americana. And then obviously the, the foundation is in the four major sports, which is, you know, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Um, it, it, one of the powers of this industry is that it touches everybody on their terms. Yeah, it's personal. It's, uh, it really is to everybody. And um, I bought my first pack of uh, of trading cards back in 1976. Uh, uh, so it's uh, well, it does yeah. it is personal. It means something to me. I've been following the market for for a long time and, and dabbling with all sorts of things. So uh, uh, as you know, the market has had high points, has had low points, and uh, is it. And I wrote some stuff last year, uh, Brent, that. Uh, the market is back thanks to uh, you know players like uh, Aaron Judge and and some of these uh, young players in baseball and and in basketball as well. I think uh, you know Aaron Judge maybe what he did last year has uh, gave the market another jolt that is uh, is still carrying uh, forward today and into the future. You're, you're absolutely right, and what, what you're touching on is a really interesting dichotomy of vintage cards and modern cards and you're absolutely right most people have heard stories like there was a huge lull in the value of modern cards because manufacturers just flooded the market for a period of about 20 years from about the early 80s through most of the 90s uh, what's happened in the last 20 years since then has been a really strong comeback in fact the, the market growth on modern cards has exceeded vintage cards in the last 20 years of production uh, there's this an amazing flow of, of return on investment for, for modern cards more than there's ever been. Even when things were rough for modern cards in the 90s, vintage cards were always doing fine. It just so happened that most of the media covered, you know, the, the fall of the perceived value of modern cards at the time. That, that wasn't even happening. But, you know, we are seeing uh, a resurgence. And it, it, it's in the, the face of sports in general, I think, becoming more and more of an important picture in our culture. Uh, but then manufacturers are doing it right. They're making much better products. And, you know, they, they add to the, the investment aspect much more readily now. And then all the while, vintage cards, uh, you know, you say you're 48 years old. Um, I have it on, on record here that, that you're a Packers fan. You know, some guys, you know, have heard of, like, the guy who named John, John Ringo. Is. Like, some people know who that is. Not everybody. Right, but if you're a Packers fan, you know who that is. And, you know, he rookied in 1955. And there's a lot of, there's a draw for that card of that player. And that might be your hero. And that might be the guy you want to collect. And vintage cards always have been just the, the stalwart of the trading card world because they have been stable uh, for as long as people have been pursuing them. Yep, and still in demand. We're with uh, Brett Wiggins, of uh, CEO of uh, PWCC Marketplace at pwccmarketplace.com. And we have to be a little careful now, Brent, that uh, we're maybe on track. The market might be getting flooded again a little bit with, uh, you know, cards for all these movies, wrestling, like you said, all the minor sports, uh, and then in the major sports, all these uh, parallels and autographs and, and jersey cards. Uh, I know the demand is there right now but are we uh, are we possibly on the road to being flooded again well i think in the world of modern cards there is there's great choice 
what I love about where the market has matured towards is it is truly a marketplace. This is no longer an instance where, where Jim from Ohio is saying, this part should be worth $500 and hoping somebody buys it. It's all supply and demand now. The market will ebb and flow according to demand. And so to, to, your, to your point, yeah, there's a lot of choice out there. And I do think the volatility for modern cars, in part due to the, the performance of the professional athletes that are portrayed on those cars, but also because of, you know, this public perception and, uh, and, and choice and preference and what have you, there's going to be more volatility there. If, if that's your cup of tea, if you want the high risk, high reward, modern cars might really appeal to you. For other folks who are like, no, I really want to, you know, I, this, is, this is probably a collectible for me. This isn't just an investment. I want something I can set my watch to. I don't want risk. I, want, I always want to work what I paid. Now you're going to be going towards guys who aren't playing anymore. You're going to guys where their, their brands are fixed. You know, you might be talking like vintage guys that might not even get live anymore for that matter. Uh, the further back you go, the more stable you get, the more predictable it is. Um, so, no, I'm not worried about bubbles anymore. Bubbles are predicated upon uh, lack of information more than anything else, and so we're taking the lead on making the historical sales of all trading cards available to the public for free, so that they can track and see what things are worth, what they have been worth. That way nobody's, you know, far out shooting the market. That way they're paying market value. They're doing this from an educated position. You know, we're not looking for um, making them shoot from the hip anymore. This is a much more educated place. Yeah, 30 years ago, if you would have told me that the card business would be a data-driven business, uh, you, you'd have my head spinning, but uh, um, it has performed, trading cards have performed, uh, outperformed the markets over the last 10 years or so. Uh, the trend, I think, is going to continue here in the, in the near future. For people, maybe uh, new people in the hobby, Brent, or, new, or people looking to get back in the hobby, if they're looking, maybe uh, they're coming in with an open mind, looking to uh, collect a particular player or something, uh, maybe give us a, a player that's solid, uh, a solid investment, maybe give us somebody uh, or something under the radar a little bit they should maybe uh, investigate a little bit sure so i think you know if you're looking for present day stars i you know i still think the figures with their brands are, are mature are the safest play so if you want that low risk option you know better to buy Derek jeter than it is to buy mike trout even though mike trout has done nothing but amazing things he's very much in the middle of his career and we don't know what the second half of his career is going to sell uh, whereas Derek Jeter, he's retired. He's probably not going to affect his brand in any kind of overly negative way. And I think this floor as a player will only go up from here. And so, you know, you have to decide. You know, the, the upside for Mike Chappell may also be higher because God knows what that guy's going to do in the next 10 years. I mean, he could, he could re redefine some of the record books. Um, so I think, you know, each their own. And that is the reoccurring thing because no matter what your taste, your desire for risk or what have you, trading cards can accommodate you. Um, you just got to go in with your eyes wide open. You know, there's, it doesn't mean that every guy who's retired is a better fit. I mean, you look at a guy like, like Tom Brady, he's, he's still playing. Uh, but I also think his brand is extremely solidified at this point, where there's not a lot he can do in the last few years of his career that is going to dramatically affect how the public perceives him. Uh, so, you know, it's not like you have to put guys that are dead or guys that are retired, but you want to look at stability if that's your cup of tea. If you're looking for higher risk, higher reward, you know, that hot tech stock equivalent, if you want to keep attributing this to the stock market. Yeah. Yeah, some of these modern cards are pretty exciting. You know, I mean, who knows what Aaron Judge is going to do? Or uh, or Bryce Harper uh, or uh, Mike Trout. I mean, these guys are, they're, they're phenoms. Um, you know, and we, we don't know uh, what will become of them. 
and I will say my trout card, especially his best card, uh, just 24 months ago were trading at 10 cents on the dollar with what they are today. Uh, there was one card of his that just recently traded privately, uh, though it traded for a value that I think most people consider to be accurate to the market for $400,000. Uh, there's a lot of wealth in uh, tied into modern cards, and that same card uh, had a market valuation well, well, well south of $100,000 just two, two years ago. So, I mean, there is tremendous potential in these modern cards, but hey, you know, guy breaks his leg, uh, you know, gets hit in the head with his eyesight in one eye, <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going to happen if you are investing almost in a horse running a race. And, uh, you know, it, you know, when you're investing these modern guys, that is some people's cup of tea. That is where the adrenaline is. You know, the risk is higher too. So, you know, each their own. Yeah, and we got a, a player with the uh, the Angels, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen in uh, maybe the history of Major League Baseball. So in Otani, so uh, things. Yeah, that's rude. No, I mean yeah. he's even different than that. So uh, exciting time to be a sports fan, to be in uh, uh, trading cards. Uh, we have uh, you know we have many more Star Wars franchise movies uh, coming out. So uh, exciting time to be a collector. Uh, the hobby is getting stronger, I think, again and. Uh, um, Brent, appreciate you uh, coming on. Hope to talk to you again. This is a, a great uh, segment, and uh, um, hope hope to do this again real soon. You have some great updates, I'm sure, for us. So uh, we'll put all your contact information in the show notes. Uh, PWCCMarketplace.com. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, continue doing the good work. Thanks so much for your time. Trade on.